Philippians chapter 4 is an interesting chapter. There's a lot of wonderful things there for us to think about. We read a good chunk of it, but we uh, skipped over a verse that I want to focus on tonight. It is uh, verse 4, verses 4 and 5. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And then you heard these other verses. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Rejoice. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has been uh, another one of those weeks for us here at Faith Lutheran. Uh, several folks have commented how the, uh, the old patriarchs and matriarchs in our congregation are going to be with the Lord and how much we miss them. Uh, for if you don't know already, Lloyd Switzer went to be with uh, his Heavenly Father, um, was it just yesterday? Wow, time flies. Uh, yeah. You know, it was interesting because I saw him just a couple days before that and was going to bring them communion yesterday afternoon because he was looking so much better than he had all the previous two weeks prior to that. So I was really surprised when I got a phone call yesterday morning. Of course, Lloyd's not the only one. Elaine... Uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And one month ago yesterday, we laid my dear father-in-law to rest. Um, tomorrow it'll be, to, to show you how brave or maybe foolish a man my father-in-law was, tomorrow it will be 38 years since he walked his daughter down the aisle at uh, the chapel at Concordia College in St. Paul, Minnesota and handed her off to me. Wise or foolish? I don't know. Yeah. That, that took a lot of bravery. Rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah, you bet. Um, I would guess looking around here tonight that maybe, just maybe, you've got a pain or a problem somewhere in your life, a concern deep in your heart that maybe you haven't even said to somebody else. Uh, most of us are dealing with a full boatload of stuff. You know how that happens. It, it comes every day. And uh, this isn't just the problem of uh, saying goodbye to elderly parents and, and grandparents. It's, it's not just dealing with grief. Uh, Tis the season. And if you know anything about addictions, you know that this is a particularly difficult season for folks who face addictions of any kind, and particularly alcohol. It's a rough, rough season for such folks, and the result of those problems is, well, it's, you know what they are. You've experienced it, you've had neighbors or friends or perhaps family members even that you've dealt with that have such problems and you know the pain that it brings. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah, I'll say it again. Rejoice? No, I, I don't think so. I'll pass on that this week. Thanks. You know, so often we spend our time in church thinking about thou shalt rejoice, you know. Get the, the pointer out. Thou shalt rejoice. That's what we're here for tonight. Give thanks, right? It's Thanksgiving Day tomorrow, and we, even in America, set aside a day to give thanks, and we come to church to remember to give thanks. Well, what if I don't feel like I'm blessed tonight? What if I feel like I'm more oppressed than blessed? Yikes. Well, we can easily slip into that. That may not even be something serious. It may not even be a serious sin. Um, and for those of you that don't know this about me, I like cars. I like just about anything with a motor on it. Um, my wife, well, yeah, she knows. How many times have I traded over the 38 years? It's, <laughs> I don't know, I lost count too. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago, I got... A, a new dangerous toy with a motor on it because the old one wasn't. Uh, to quote Tim the Toolman Taylor, for those of you that are old enough to remember the old Tool Time series, got to have more power. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Okay, you know what I'm talking about, those of you that have seen the show. So I had to get a new chainsaw. And uh, yeah, Sunday afternoon after church, my brother's place, it looks altogether different now. That big old maple that was hanging over the driveway, yeah, it's stacked up in a nice neat pile back in the wood pile now. The oak that was in the backyard that was leaning just about as bad, it's in the same pile. Ah, more power. Yeah. Well, of course, if a new car is good, then a newer Car is even better, right? So what do we spend our time doing? I want more. Got to have bigger. Got to have newer. Got to have better. I thought it was really interesting and, and maybe a statement on the world in which we live right here in Franklin County in Ottawa, Kansas. The uh, paper came out yesterday. There was about that much news print, you know, what was it, four or five pages of news, and about that much in inserts with ads for Black Friday. Black Friday's tomorrow, or day after tomorrow, by the way. Black Friday, that's when all the stores go into the black after a year of losing money. Yeah, yeah they're losing money, all right. Well, rejoice in the Lord always. How on earth are we to do that? Rejoicing is pretty hard to come by, and rejoicing and thanksgiving kind of go together because, well, that's what Paul said here. Well, wait a minute. It doesn't say rejoice in your new car or chainsaw, as the case may be. It doesn't say rejoice in uh, all of the good stuff you can buy or not buy. Think about that savings account, that CD, that 401k, that... You know, stock market's doing great. doesn't say rejoice in your circumstances because your circumstances may stink. But it does say rejoice in the Lord. 
That's how we can always rejoice. Well, which Lord is that? Well, there's all kinds of ideas about God out there today, but let's stick with what Paul had to say about it for a minute. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Okay, who is Christ Jesus? What's he all about? What's his attitude all about? Well, Paul tells us in chapter 2, who being in very nature God, whoa, there's a statement, who being in very nature God, the infinite being is the depths of who he is, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. And the Greek word there implies grab hold and hang on for dear life. His divine power, honor, and glory is what Paul is talking about here. Who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Another way of reading that is he emptied himself. Well, he didn't really empty himself of his divine nature. He set it aside for a while. And what did he do when he set it aside? Taking on the very nature of a servant. Uh, that's not somebody who comes and sweeps out the church or uh, puts uh, um, sealant on the parking lot or changes the light bulbs. Uh, no, this is bond slave. Bond slave. Being in human likeness, hmm. being found in appearance as a man, what did he do? He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Ah, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one who took our sin seriously, saw the pain and problems we're dealing with, and came and did something about it as no one else could. Was that the end of the story? Of course not. And that's why we can always rejoice in the Lord. Even if we have to smile with tears running down our faces, which I've done more than once here lately. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue confess. And, and excuse me, I skipped a little bit. And every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Who is it that rules our world and rules it for our good out of a love so deep? God, rejoice in the Lord. Then you can always rejoice. And then don't forget, the Lord is near. When you're feeling alone, when you're feeling the pain, when you're feeling the strain, and your knees are giving way. Hang in there, because he's right beside you with love and mercy and grace, coming to you in his word as he brings that word to heart, as he lifts you up with his everlasting arms and fills you with that love that is beyond telling. The Lord is near. And don't be anxious. Yeah, right. Don't be anxious. Okay, what's the recipe there? It's uh, 
prayer and petition. He is near, talk to him. Tell him what's on your heart. Speak those words you need to speak. Ask of him. Bring those needs before his throne and because you know who he is and how much he loves you, you know he'll hear and you know he'll answer and it will be wonderful. And then, of course, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Oh yeah, we can thank him. And if you forget to thank him, then you come back and say, oops, sorry, Lord, I forgot. Thank you for that too, for that gift of always being able to come back again over and over and over, hearing that word of forgiveness, being lifted up again by the Spirit's power and receiving his gifts of grace with a glad and joyful heart. And then the rest of it all falls into place. The peace of God that we so earnestly desire. Why is it we keep coming back to church? Well, it's not because the preacher's got a new hairdo, I'll guarantee you that. We keep coming back because we need the love that God has for us, right? And it's here, and it's present, and it's ours. That's what gives us that peace. It's not what you do, it's what he has already done and is doing and will continue to do until that moment when it's just right and he takes you to himself and then the real rejoicing will begin. And as a good preacher once taught me long ago, that's enough for tonight. May the peace of God which passes all our understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.